Today on Gamerhead Radio, we are doing our first live episode of Gamerhead Radio 3.0, we're calling it. Uh, Gamerhead Radio starts now. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flint. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am stuck in the internet goat. <laughs> Your floating head goat, we'll call you this week. So uh, a lot of you guys are going to notice that we're, we're doing a thing, a different thing. Uh, we talked about last week's episode that we were going to be uh, still offering the audio format, uh, you know, podcast type episodes that we normally do every Tuesday, which we will be culling and pulling the audio from these episodes, uh, but we're going to be doing it live every week instead of uh, convening at a, uh, at a studio, Batcave-like studio and doing it there. So uh, this is the first of those episodes for you guys. Uh, you know, we got started a little late today, such as the, the case when working out uh, kinks and bugs, kinky bugs. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get this bad bastard underway. Gentlemen, how was your week? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a good uh-huh or a bad uh-huh, Goat? Uh, no, I was, just, I was looking at the time going, we're actually 13 minutes ahead of schedule from normal studio recording. <laughs> well, I, I, that, that's true. Were, for As, those of you watching the stream right now, we normally get started around 8 o'clock when we're doing the recordings for the episodes. So this is still early for us, even if it's, it's later than we advertise. We'll try to make sure it's on time for you guys next week. Gents, your week. Tell everybody about it. Um, mine was interesting. I got to switch shifts and go to nights and figure out what the regular world does at 3 in the morning, which it's so nice going shopping again. Oh. So quiet. Cool, <laughs> I guess. But but that's that's probably how you prefer it, though. Let's, let's be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, me, me and three employees. That's more than enough people for me and my shopping experience. Too many people <laughs> for you. Too many people. Charlie, what about you? So so I had an interesting weekend. I um I uh, so my uh, my aunt and uncle recently moved down to Lakin, Illinois. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lakin, it's about half hour north of Peoria, um, otherwise known as middle of freaking nowhere. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I mean like it's a nice like they have they have a really great uh, wait a really great uh, quiet see now, right there. This is the kind of thing that would normally be edited out of the show that it's not going to be anymore. Is you get no, to see how often we get tongue tied. That Charlie is what makes the show so great. <laughs> Yes, clearly that's what I was going yes. for. Um, so, um, so, so we went down there to see their house for the first time, and um, uh, while we were there, um, I, uh, well, I had a little bit of an accident. I, um, I was uh, taking some pictures, and um, uh, for for them, they have like a, you know, they they do like their yearly like Christmas card thing, um, and uh, I was taking some pictures. And um, I, uh, as as any good as 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 uh, many photographers will understand, sometimes you do whatever you have to to get the shot, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, so I saw a a stack of logs that I wanted to get up just a little bit higher to kind of do like a little bit of top from you know from uh, you know uh, from above point of view shot. So I went I went and I jumped up and I stood up on the on this pile of unstabilized rolling logs, and. Um, which then came out from underneath me, and uh, and I fell in and busted my ass. Um, Delightful. Yeah, nice and for you. so 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 the uh, the interesting part about this entire thing is that um, I, I emerged mostly unscathed. And for those that know me and know that I have you know semi recurring back problems, the fact that I didn't have any back issues as a result of this is a near miracle. Um, however, I managed to scrape up my wrists pretty bad. So there's a uh, there's there's. Eh, 
there's you can't really see that. So I've got I've got I've got the one scar there, and then another matching one on the other side, um, which uh, you know it's not too bad. Basically, just really bad scrapes. However, um, I needed to bandage them and wrap them up, and then so um, this was during the middle of the day yesterday after which we went out and we went down to Peoria Brewing Company and uh, and another brewery that's down there and I realized that people were I, I felt like people were like treating me kind of funny like they're like they're <laughs> like acting kind of weird around me I don't really understand why until I realized oh that's because my wrists are bandaged it looks like I tried to commit suicide today and now I'm making up for the day by going out and having some beers so <laughs> that uh, that that was an unfortunate uh, realization on my part but um, between the wounds and the, and the beard you do look like you you got fucked up by the revenue bear <laughs> to be honest you know you, you look like you got stormed man no. Um, but aside from that, uh, the other notable thing that I managed to do this week is the, uh, the, the, the brand new, brand spanking new website for Ponyville Cider Fest is up. Registration, uh, volunteer applications, staff applications, um, uh, panel applications, vendor applications, every, uh, all of the, all the applications are up for Ponyville Cider Fest. So that, that was the last, uh, three or so of my days. And so, um, if anybody is at all interested in that kind of thing, um, yay, Ponyville Cider Fest, um, October 28th through 30th this year in, uh, in Milwaukee. And uh, yeah, so that that's that's about it, John. How about you? Oh man, I had a I had a very busy week. Um, you know, I'm getting uh getting close to this is the boring part. I'm gonna skip over it quickly. I'm getting uh down to the last uh, few weeks before finals start up for uh, this semester school. So I'm trying to knock all of that out. Um, but I don't want to talk about it because it's stupid and it just makes me want to drink more of this delicious beer. And a mighty fine glass. Oh, that's somewhere. right. Check this out, man. Um, we do, Charlie. Correct me if I'm wrong. We now have uh, etched glass Gamerhead Radio uh, glasses. Uh, that that is correct, uh, and I will. Um, I, I I have not put them on the website yet because I haven't quite figured out how I would ship those. Um, so um, yeah, safely and fire them from a potato gun in the general direction of whatever their address is. <laughs> Drones and parachutes. Um, <laughs> um, so Who do you think uh, you are, so, Amazon. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't have them available on the on the website yet, but um, at our live events that we go to, we have a very limited supply of those available. Yeah. Um. But uh. But uh. But yeah. No, I think they turned out great. And so if they if they do really well, well, I'll see about getting some more. For if you have a mighty thirst, which I do all the time. So no, my week was uh, my week was very busy, but mostly shit that nobody really gives a crap about. Um, so I'm I'm gonna skip uh, that and, uh, and 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 then ask Charlie what uh, what came out this week? What kind of video games are available for consumption this week? Well, on Monday, April 18th, uh, Danganronpa 2. I I think I may have said that right this week. Uh, better, goodbye, much better. Despair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Despair is coming out on the PC. Uh, Tuesday, April 19th, uh, Lictum Battle Mage is coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. The Banner Saga 2 is coming out on the PC. Loud on the Planet X on the PC and the PS4. Pang Adventures on the PS4. Lang Riser Reincarnation Tensei. Not a Vita game. It's actually coming out of the 3DS. Uh, Invisible Incorporated on the PS4. Axiom Verge is getting its Vita release, which is also a cross-buy if you have it on the PS4 already. Blues uh, and Bullets Episodes 1 and 2 on the PS4. Koi, like the fish, apparently, K-O-I, on the PS4. And Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is getting her PS4 release. On Wednesday, April 20th, uh, Masquerade, The Baubles of Dune, on the PS4 and the Xbox One. 
And uh, probably the most exciting thing this week, Star Fox Zero is uh, coming out on the Wii U on April 22nd, along with Star Fox Guard, which is uh, going to be on the Wii U eShop. And I don't know what that is, actually. Yeah. Do you guys know what that is? I do. It's like um, they, they did show it on one of the Nintendo Directs. I don't think it was the last one, maybe the one before. I don't know it was the last one. It's like a little... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It almost looks like a three-fourths overhead top-down isometric strategy game that is set in the Star Fox world where I think if I remember right, it's like waves of guys are coming down, you know, tubes and pipelines, and you have to set little traps for them and destroy or kill them all before they get to the end of the, the map or level. I, mean, I could be ass wrong, but that's just what I remembered from seeing it on that video, and my memory is made of uh, flaky dry dog poop, so uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually looking at it right now, and um, it's and, really uh, odd looking. It is super odd looking. Hang on, I'll, it I'll, looked I'll, like I'll... the sort of thing that probably started out as a different game, and then they saw an opportunity to slap a Star Fox coat of paint on it, and then turn it into something else. Yeah, so this is this is it for anybody who's, who's wanting to check it out. Defend the t- oh, it's tower defense. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like a oh, I, I missed that. Oh, okay. Well, that's I love yeah. tower defense games, so I'm slightly interested in this now. Um, but yeah, it's very odd looking though. Looks yeah, definitely cool. not. This looks like it has about as much to do with Star Fox as that. I want to say though, has to do with winning Metroid. in it, that ATK unit, uh, that that's a missed opportunity to just dress, dress that thing up like Rob because it's close enough. Oh, it's halfway there. Yeah, I'm halfway there. God damn it, Nintendo, you blew it. Oh yeah. All right, and yeah, so those are uh, those are the releases for the coming week. Um, looking into the future, um, H T O L pound sign N I Q, which I still don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, the Firefly Diary is coming on the PC on Monday, April twenty fifth. On the twenty sixth, we're getting Battle Worlds Chronos on the PS four and the Xbox One. Stranger of Sword City on the Vita. Tales from the Borderlands is getting a retail release on all the platforms that it uh, existed on before. Uh, Sega 3D Classics Collections uh, is coming on the 3DS. Hitman Episode 2, uh, the new episodic version of the new Hitman game, is hitting the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Alienation on the PS4, and Hyper Devotion Noir, Goddess Black Heart on the PC. And Pokemon Rumble World is coming out on the 3DS on Friday, April 29th. Yay! Yay! Releases. So before we get too far, um, too much more into this, I want to make sure you guys know if you're if you're watching this via YouTube, um, that's fine. However, um, you may have noticed um, if you're at least watching on a desktop computer that there's a little link over here um, that uh, that that should have uh, prompted you to actually watch this on the associated Hangouts page. If you do that, there is a question and answer module that's built into the Hangout, and as well as like an, like an applause thing, so you can like you know, react with the show, and like you can ask us questions as we go. So, so the mailbag portion of the show is hopefully going to be evolving a bit to kind of take questions as the show goes and as you ask them. So um, if you have a question that you want to ask, um, the best place to do it, we, you know, if, if you ask on social media, we may see it, but we're really just kind of paying attention to the Hangout here. Um, and so if you watch from the Hangouts page, um, it's uh, which the link should be should, should have been at the bottom over here, which I think you'll only see again if you're on a computer. I don't believe it works on mobile devices. But uh, join the Q&A app, ask questions there, and then uh, that, that's the best way to do it. So, uh, again, this is all beta. We're, we're, we're trying this out. Uh, you, you may have noticed that I have my lower third here, which for some reason we could not get to work on um, John's or Goat's profiles for some weird reason. No, um, so yeah, so we're going to figure that out for next time. But So uh, Charlie's the only one that's going to look professional this week. Uh, the, the, the other two of us look like, like schlubs. 
So it's a normal show, you're saying? That is correct, sir. Hey, what the fuck? No. <laughs> um, so most of most of the releases this week seem like a lot of them were staggered releases on PC from games that came out on consoles last week, like Banner Saga 2, and uh, you know, so a lot of the same stuff from last week. But uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, some good stuff in there. Definitely some good stuff to to tide the season over until we get to E3. So that's gonna be good. I'm definitely interested to see how the reviews for Star Fox go, just because, yeah. yeah. I heard somebody was nitpicking uh, online last week. One of the, the publications was, uh, major publications, was picking on uh, picking on them because their their average frame rate is, is 40 frames per second, you know, throughout the course of the game, which I'm just like, you know, like, let's, let's not be snobby. I mean, if it runs fairly well and 40 frames is not a horribly bad place to be stable at either, you know. Uh, if you're consistent, so um, I don't yeah, care about I've, that. I've, yeah, I've never been one to like, like I, I definitely noticed the higher frame rates in games, like with like the Call of Duty as an example, where they you know they tout the fact that they're 60 frames per second and everything. It's like I definitely notice it. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, I've I've never felt that like when playing a game that doesn't have that's not 60 frames a second. I've never felt that my experience has been lessened as a result. Like if it's a good game, it's a good game. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll always I'll always appreciate 60 frames if I get it. But if it's not there, it's just to me, it's just icing on the cake. You know, yeah. as long as you got a stable frame rate that's below 60, I'm fine. It's like it's like anybody who's ever been a server in a restaurant. You don't always expect a tip, but you're very happy when you get one. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Uh, let's talk about what we played this week, guys. Charlie, start with you. Uh, still working on Quantum Break. Um, mm-hmm. I've discovered that there are more than four acts because um, oh, so, wow. I've, I've finished Act Four now, and I am I'm not done with the game. So I'm thinking that there's five based on how the how the story is uh, is going. Um, I think. Um, I th- but uh, aside from that, all of my comments from the previous week hold true. The story is killer. Um, wow. If I mean this, this would make an excellent movie. Like I feel like it's uh, it, it's a very well told story. You know, whenever you're dealing with 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 games or movies or whatever that deal with time travel, um, you know, there's there's different sets of rules that you can decide to follow just depending on everything. And and the the the, the rule set that Quantum Break has decided to use in terms of um, how how they're going to treat time travel and how actions in the past and the future like affect you know affect events to follow things like that. The way that they've chose chose to do it is 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 my preferred way of looking at you know time travel rules and things like that. Um, um, I won't I won't say much more than that just for not spoiling it. But um, um, yeah, no, it's very well done. The story is very cohesive. I I haven't noticed any like gaping plot holes or anything like that. Again, not done with the game yet. I think I've got one more act to go. Um, but I'm sitting at like 83% odd of overall completion. Um, and uh, again, that goes along with what I said before about how the game is making it uh, almost, almost not, but almost too easy to find all the in-game collectibles. Um, basically, in, in like the second chapter, like once once you get your time powers, basically, you end up basically uh, getting an ability that's very similar to Batman's uh, Arkham's detective mode, you know, where you can kind of see outlines yeah. of things around you. And um, like the range of it is really good. And you can see like, you know, anything that's a collectible like lights up like neon orange, even if it's like 10 rooms and like wow. behind five walls over. Like, so it, it makes it very easy to find, which... Um, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. If I if you know if I can beat it, if I can basically 100% or close a game on its first pass through, I'm thrilled because yeah. well, you know me and my backlog, yeah, and so yeah, I want the same thing. But, uh, so but, you know. so take your completion percentage and transpose that into hours. How, how many hours do you think you got in on this? 
Uh, well, thanks to uh, the magic of uh, the Smart Glass app, I will be able to tell you that. But while I'm looking, uh, while I'm pulling that up, um, I um, I haven't uh, gotten into anything else yet. Um, just play it on that. Just focus on that. Just focus on that. I mean, it hasn't been a ton, just because of the other stuff. I know, I, you know, I mentioned that I've been working on the last uh, the last week. But the, the the simple fact I'm actually having the time to play games, and on top of that, a uh, a a current game, like a game that just came out, like I might actually complete a game within its first week of release, which to me is just mind blowing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Is it is it a week or is it two now? Now, it'll be, now two. it'll be two, but still, yeah. that's that that might be a record for you. For, for <laughs> me, that, for me, that is quite the accomplishment. Yeah, yes. yeah, it is. Um, Let's see. go. Thir- thir- Thirteen hours in Quantum Break, I am. So oh, that's not bad, man. I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, that seems to be the the standard for a lot of action, like third person action games these yeah. days, is you know between ten and like fifteen hours. You know, so it uh, sounds like you're you're getting your money's worth out of it. Now, knowing that there are multiple endings and multiple cutscenes that you have not seen, does that affect your ability to want to go back and? Stack some of that replay on, or does it just not? Are you just going to be content with what you got and saw, and then move on? You know, it's uh, normally my answer to that question would be no because of my backlog. However, with how relatively quick of a game it is, and if I'm not hunting for collectibles, I'm sure I could probably get to the point I am in ten hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm just blowing through the story and not like exploring and looking around. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, some of those collect some of those collectibles are like text, and they have a lot of text to go through. So I've yeah. probably spent an hour of my thirteen hours just reading, you know, in-game lore. Wow. Um, but um, but uh, but yeah. So answer, answer your question. Um, normally I would say no, but I, with this game I might simply because the um, if you remember from last week, I mentioned that that one big like that first big like decision it makes you make. It's related to a character and whether basically whether that, whether or not that character sticks around in the story. And that character has been a very the, the decision i made uh, resulted in that char- in that character staying in the story and the the they have been a pretty decent part of the story so i'm kind of curious if, to know how how they would like you know I, what her role would be replaced by and how things would be different if she were not in the story anymore mm-hmm. um, so cuz um you know they, there are only like i said before there are only a few real big decisions you can make but they appear to be yeah. far reaching decisions so um it seems like the endings could be pretty different. It doesn't, it doesn't look like we're looking at like a Mass Effect 3 situation here. Okay. Um, right yeah. Well, good. I can't wait for you to finish it so that I can take your copy from you and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> Go. What'd you play this week, man? I uh, finished. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Goat. Goat. <laughs> Goat, I think you're you're laggy a little bit. Um, yeah, and we can't hear you right now, actually. No audio, Goat. No audio. We can't. No, no, no. Oh, there you go. No audio. There you are. Now you're there. Okay, cool. This this live, man. This is what happens. Yeah. We're doing it live. Yeah. Fuck it, we'll do it live. All right, it fucking thing sucks. Love the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Goat. So what'd you play? Oh, I um. Diablo three. Wait, what a surprise, Diablo 3. You don't say. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um, and they're working on Super Metroid. Oh, yeah, because that came out on the 3DS this last week. I have almost Nothing? purchased Super Metroid, uh, Super Mario World, and, like, I haven't purchased any of the Super Nintendo games for my 3DS yet. I just keep waiting, and I don't know what I'm waiting for. Um, I just, I, every time I'm about to buy them, I'm like, I have so much shit to play. 
finish Fire Emblem Awakening first. Don't buy anything else. The end. But I want to really bad. I know those feels. Yeah, yeah. It's a struggle. A real struggle. An honest struggle. <laughs> um, is that is that everything you played this week? Uh, yeah. But you're on you're you you finished hardcore difficulty though, didn't you? Yeah. And that's the mode where it's permadeath. So you made it through the entire game without dying. Is that what that means? That's like yes. Okay. And I got to level fifty and I have to do. You're a sick man. So we <laughs> went sick man. It's okay. Yeah. I'll be oh, yeah. there soon. I'll be joining you on that journey as soon as I, I, I'm possible. impressed. I, I I I mean that I mean that 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 sounds impressive to me, and I am impressed. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, this week I played uh, I played a handful of things. I played a very small amount of Fallout 4. Um, I played some more Killer Instinct. Um, just getting through the story mode stuff for Killer Instinct. All of the like for each story, season they have a story mode for season one characters, and then there are three like objectives. So you can kind of in the first season you had to play it three times to kind of do it. Second season is different. If you can do all three objectives in one playthrough, then you only have to do it that one time, and you get all this like extra experience points that unlocks things for your characters' costume pieces and stuff. So I've been working through that very, very casually, very slowly. Um, I played uh, actually just this morning. I'm, I'm still working on Borderlands 2 uh, with our, our good buddy and uh, one-time B Squad co-host, Mr. Ricky Keller. Uh, we're we're playing through that just a pinch at a time. Um, what else did I play? Um, I, I got bit by the MMO bug this week, and I every once in a while, as I tend to on the show, I'll talk about that, and I'll go back and play something I haven't touched in a long time. Um, what with Episode Seven coming out recently, I've been I've been bitten by the Star Wars bug, so I went back and started playing uh, Old Republic because it's free, and um, it's it's exactly what I remembered. You know, there's not really anything special to say about it. It's it's a well-presented game on a narrative level for an MMO. Probably one of the most uh, well-presented games on a narrative level for an MMO, but it's old as shit, and it's just ripped off WoW in a lot of ways. So, um, And then I pined for Star Wars Galaxies and installed an emulation server <laughs> for that and was playing on an uh, you know, emu server, uh, which was... I'm pretty sure I was the only person on that server. It was really lonely. <laughs> it's so lonely. Uh, so I didn't continue to play it because it was really there. Um, what else did I play? Jesus, I know I played more than that, um, but I, I can't think of what else I, I played. That was that was it for this week. I I mean, what little time I did get this week was primarily, um, you know, Killer Instinct and Fallout and a little bit of uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. I'm still working through that 15 or 16 hours into it. So... Um, Oddly enough, I started playing um, Tekken. Namco put out a a, a mobile app uh, called Tekken Card, and it's based on their physical trading card game series. Um, they have a whole like slew of, of physical Tekken trading cards that are you know combat cards you play against each other. So you have like the character, and then you have support cards for like you know let's say Kazuya. And you just have support cards for him, and you build a custom deck, and then they do each kind of character themed and does certain things. They made a mobile version of that, and I started playing that, and um, it's not bad. Um, it's just very, it's a little shallow. Um, it's not going to keep my interest 
Um, but that's that's everything that I had uh, time to play. Namco, uh, not Namco, uh, Square Enix put out uh, Kingdom Hearts, um, a, a mobile Kingdom Hearts game called uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, and uh, it's. I'll talk more about it later. I'm too really into it to mess with it much, but it seems like it's okay so far. That's all I played this week. I didn't have much time to tinker with anything else. That's the one where you, um, I, I think I saw that on there. You can like dress up your avatar and like all these different costumes and everything. And th- that's that one, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. But uh, that it, was just, it initial impressions, like what kind of game is it? Um, it's kind of turn-based-ish. Um, it's, but it's, it doesn't have, like, fully 3D graphics like you would expect from a Kingdom Hearts game. It almost looks... It's almost kind of made to look a little more hand-drawn or, um... cartoony. I don't know. I don't know how to juxtapose that description, but that's as close as I could, I could come to describing it. I'll, okay. I'll have a better idea. We'll talk about it a little more next week when I get some more hands-on time with it, but uh, that was it. It's everything I had time for this week, and I'm lucky I had that school, stupid school. I, I, I know them feels as well. Anybody who watches the show, if you're just out of fucking high school, will go to school straight away. If you wait until you're a crusty old man like me, it's a nightmare. Don't do it. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's everything I had this week. All right. So now that you know what we did this week in video games, let's check out uh, and see what the industry did. Uh, So this week's news is kind of a mixed bag of stuff. And uh, I always hate to start on a sad note, but I feel like we should take a second to to talk about this because uh, the video game industry lost one of its own this week. Um, Coming at number five this week, the art lead on Alienation has sadly passed away. Um, This is an article originally published uh, by Push Square. Um... There's a bit of sad news coming out of the house mark today. Veteran Finnish developer Antti Kalionian has passed away, having worked in the industry for many years all around the world. Kalionian joined the uh, Resogun developer in 2012 in order to serve as the art lead on its upcoming PlayStation 4 exclusive Alienation. Um, Antti Kalionian passed away suddenly at the age of 42 on the 24th of February. At the time of his death, Antti was finalizing Alienation together with the rest of the crew as the art lead on the team. The title will release on April 26th, making this news all the more poignant. Uh, Antti is survived by his partner and family. His co-workers and colleagues uh, at Housemark want to offer their condolences to all. Let the good memories of Antti live on. Um, you know, uh, it's. I feel like more and more lately where we're talking about people in the, in the gaming industry, really young, 42 years old, dying, and, and rather suddenly. There's been a lot of that in the last year. And it's uh, it's always a bummer, man. It's always really unfortunate. Definitely. You know, but at least uh, I feel like at least this gentleman is is leaving a legacy behind. At least he's got something to, uh, to leave behind that people will be able to partake in and, and remember him for. You know, so Godspeed and best wishes, I mean, man. That, I guess that's one of the. I mean, I don't know if this is something that people actually think about, but I guess that's one of the, the um, you know, the the the, the nice the, the nice things about you know the way do it, do at least put a positive uh, frame on you know anybody who anybody who the you know that uh, that 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 passes on, but you know spent their time in like a creative industry like this that they have something that they can leave behind like an actual like physical legacy of like you know things contributions that they made that people can go back and enjoy so yeah that's one of the definite upsides of of of, of being in any creative industry i guess is that you leave that behind you know where yeah. whereas there might not be something quite as tangible if um you know if you're an accountant sure you made a difference but uh you know respect to all accountants but uh, you know it's a little bit different when there's something <laughs> you know, sitting on people you know potentially the hundreds of thousands of people's shelves where um you know that uh, that you helped make so 
yay for creative people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to be fair, I hadn't I hadn't heard of alienation. Um, and, and to to be clear, it's like alienation is in to be alienated, A-L-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, alienation. Uh, it's one word. Um, I had not heard of the game before, and it, uh, you know, hearing that, that somebody worked on it in the past, it uh, at least piqued my interest enough to want to check the game out and see what's going on with it. So sure. um, unfortunate for those folks uh, to lose a teammate and friend, and uh, you know, even more so for his family and friends. So hope everybody uh, gets to feeling better, and uh, hope the game does well. Moving on to number four this week, Shovel Knight is a huge indie hit that sold over 1.2 million copies. Developer Yacht Club Games revealed that its 2D platformer has sold over 1.2 million copies across all platforms, which includes PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Wii U, 3DS Vita, PlayStation 4 PC, and even the Amazon Fire TV. Shovel Knight joins Stardew Valley in the indie One Million Club, which is a rare achievement, noted VentureBeat Insights. Um, While AAA titles perform selling millions of copies with relative ease, the average sales rate for a game on Steam is only 32,000 units, according to Steam Spy. It goes to show that high-quality titles can still win, even without large market budgets. Shovel Knight was originally crowdfunded on Kickstarter, for those of you who don't remember, uh, where it raised $311,502, and it first launched on the Wii U, 3DS, and PC back in June 2014. Critics and gamers immediately praised the game for its retro style and mechanics. Um, you know, other versions shoot obviously soon followed with all those platforms on there, but uh, Shovel Knight has best sold on its original platforms uh, that it was released on. Steam version has sold the most, largely thanks to the many discounts, game benefits, uh, and such on that platform, with the portable 3DS right behind. It's impressive that the Wii U version has done so well, since that console sales have lagged behind competitors, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. However, the Wii U version had a head start since it did, it did come out in June 2014, and uh, while the PS4 and Xbox One versions were uh, you know, almost a year ahead, uh, April 5th, uh, 2015. So, um, you know, this is good news for Yacht Club. You know, I, I mean, you heard a lot about this when it came out, and uh, I remember it kind of stunned everybody, uh, 2014, for the video game. Uh, the, the very first version of the Video Game Awards that, that Jeff Keighley hosts, um, because it won Best Independent Game over uh, quite a few others, I believe, and... Uh, was it was an upset if I remember right because a lot of people expected uh, Hearthstone to win, um, so that's kind of kind of an interesting thing. So good good for those guys, man. Do you feel like do you feel like there's there's a you know with with the way that gaming is changing, mobile gaming and particularly kind of taking a rise? Do you guys feel like we're going to see more indie developers start to to produce quality products? Do you think they're setting a trend, guys like Yacht Club, or um, do you think it's it's kind of stabilized and hit a hit a uh, well, I mean, like it just the the you know the phrase indie developer is is something that that's you know can flux anyways. I mean, like you know when you know an indie developer comes out with their first game. I mean, when when you know you know when the first Angry Birds or whatever came out. You know, I mean, like you know, like well, that's a bad example because they were already established from other things, but. Um, the uh, you know it I mean all it takes for a developer to come out you know be indie developer is just to not be associated with like a big company but as soon as you're become a successful indie developer when when do you stop being an indie developer and just turn into a developer yeah. um, so I mean like you know just just that bracket you know is will always be changing members will come into the bracket and they'll either fall off because their game their games don't end up doing well or they'll graduate into being a full developer so um you know it uh you know so I, I think the answer to your question john is yes i mean like you know with with the, how um 
you know, it's 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 you know, it's constantly being made easier for people to make games and put out games and distribute games and market games and sell games and everything. You know, the um, you know, the uh, it's not getting harder by any means. It's just getting easier. And so I think that um, you know, but of course, as a result of this, there's the downside of the fact that you've got you know, like app stores filled with you know, arguably 80% garbage because it's so easy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it becomes harder for, of course, the uh, the good stuff to rise to the surface and be noticed. But um, um, but yeah, no, I think it's um, I think uh, it's it's the easier it gets, the more indie developers that we're gonna see. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like as far as Shovel Knight's concerned, I mean, I don't. Is it fair to call them an indie developer still at this point with how with how well the game is done? I mean, like when you're an amiibo, I don't know. That's that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, I guess he did kind of kind of climb the wall a bit. Yeah. Um, they did with Yacht Club climb the wall a bit. So I mean, that's good. That's good news. Uh, you know, as long as they keep putting out premium games, I'm just curious to see. Excuse me, if they hit a, a sophomore slump, you know, with whatever they put out after Shovel Knight. Um, you know whether or not it's going to have any sort of an impact, because they, uh, I think they just had all the right ingredients. A lot of people really liked the soundtrack of that game. A lot of people really liked, um, you know, just the overall feel and style of the game. The graphic design had a little bit of, a little bit of humor to it. And it's a cool little game. Um, curious to see if what they put out afterwards is a worthy follow-up, though. Yeah, hoping it is. You know, yeah. Godspeed for them. Yeah, for sure. Goat, uh, any thoughts on the matter? Uh, I've I've had it since. The first came out on 3DS. I like it. It's good. I mean, in you almost sound like you don't think it's worthy of the music. <laughs> well, like the indie developer thing is just I don't know. It's like indie music. Jackass of the dog can make an album now. Right. So like, whatever. Like indies, it's a genre. It's not even like a. It doesn't even mean independent anymore. So, mm-hmm. it, like, good on them for for winning the the race, but. Like it's not anything special. You made a game. Holy shit! It it worked. Good for you. <laughs> Leave it to go to take the piss out of somebody else's accomplishments. Well done, sir. <laughs> See, not that much has changed since we started doing this live. Goat's still nope. as salty as he ever was. I think you guys would be disappointed if you weren't. Yep, that uh, that, that is still our goat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, moving on to number three, though. However, the week. RuneScape's official legacy servers are, quote, a major part of the business, says Dev. Old School RuneScape, a version of the browser-based online multiplayer game that's preserves, uh, that preserves its original gameplay, has grown into an integral part of developer Jagex, uh, Jagex's popular game, product manager Matthew Kemp said. In an article published on LinkedIn, Kemp details how the officially run legacy server has found success with both players of the MMORPG and its developer. RuneScape's legacy mode launched in 2013, months after Jagex, Jagex launched a major reworking of the game called Evolution of Combat. Kemp recalled a, a bevy of longtime players asking the studio to give them the option to keep playing the game in its pre-updated form. Uh, Kemp said, even though we were quite certain about the initial surge of interest these servers would get, we wanted to test this, so we asked our players via a poll if they would play. We, uh, when half a million of our customers said they wanted to play it, we kind of had to do it. Jagex then released Legacy Mode based on the 2007 version of the now 15-year-old game. While this option was introduced as the, at the majority of players' insistence, Kemp described the rivalry that persists between those devoted to the Legacy servers and those who choose to play the overhauled version of RuneScape. That's corroborated by fan threads on forums like Reddit following old-school RuneScape's launch with players decrying the release of a developmental setback. Um, 
I, I mentioned this in part because here's an example of a, a development team that sees the merit in preserving an original version of the game at a time when MMOs um, are in decline. Um, certainly not what they used to be. Um, and the reason that I mentioned this article is because just this last week, too, there was another big headline featuring uh, Blizzard and uh, World of Warcraft, where um, Blizzard took a uh, fan-run uh, server for the vanilla version of WoW to court and won and had it shut down and dismantled. And um, part of what was amazing about it is, is before they shut the vanilla servers down, um, the, the amount of people that gathered um, right before the server was shut down was a really, really large number of people, proving um, that those people still had an interest in the original version of the game. And for anybody who doesn't or hasn't kept up with World of Warcraft uh, back in, I think it was 2011, um, you know, Blizzard did a massive overhaul of the original version or the vanilla version of World of Warcraft and changed every original zone in the game and updated it to, to work with Cataclysm. And uh, I was a big fan of that expansion and really enjoyed the changes they made. But all of the game that you remembered uh, and the layout of the maps and, and zones were dramatically changed uh, and taken away forever. So a lot of people really liked the idea of a, a vanilla WoW server being around because then they could partake in the game as they remembered it. Um, do you think that um, that it was a mistake, given that World of Warcraft is shedding subscribers, do you think it was a mistake for them to not be more supportive of this uh, vanilla server, especially when you got a company like Jagex saying, uh, saying that it's, it's integral to the, the continued support of their, their overall game? It does seem, kind of seem like a, uh, a backhand to some of the community there. Mm-hmm. Presumably because a lot of these people were subscribers at one point if they remembered and loved the original World of Warcraft. Yeah, I um, I mean, what's what? Why wouldn't why, why wouldn't they? I don't. I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the their what their thought process would have been. I think I think the general consensus is, is that in in that very backwards sort of way that uh, that companies tend to do business. I think the it backfires whenever they do this, but well, if we shut down the vanilla servers and they're still going to want to play World of Warcraft, they'll have to come play on our official servers and pay the subscription cost, or at least do the free-to-play model and you know buy in-store stuff. And you know, like to me, it's not to me, it's 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 always going to backfire. I remember I was just talking about Old Republic and uh, Star Wars Galaxies. I was a devout Star Wars Galaxies player. It was one of the best MMOs I've ever played. Still, I've never played one like it. And that game still had a fairly active uh, group of people playing it. When um, BioWare had it forcefully shut down in order to make those people migrate to Old Republic, and that didn't work out very well, all they did was piss them off. And I feel like that's maybe what they're going to do here is just piss off all those vanilla, you know, new server players, you know. Yeah, that's 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 how I'm taking it. What do you think, Goat? Well, one, I'd like to point out the fact that you stumbled over Jackass about five times because you about said Jackass, and that's I what, that's what I kept on hearing every every time you said it. So I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> Jackass, G A G E X. To be clear, you guys aren't Jackasses. I don't. I mean, like maybe you are, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, what they're doing right here. I mean, they might want to change their name. Their company name should be Jackass at this point. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, based on what we're talking about. It sounds yeah, like Activision Blizzard should change their name to Jackass. Yeah, I mean, like I get it. 
you're trying to get everybody huddled to the subscription service and keep your numbers up and all that shit, but there, there are better ways of doing it. Like it has to be done from a business standpoint. Yes. But like, this is a, a pretty jackass move to use their name. Um, the way they're doing it, like they're hurting their sheep to another corral the most shittily way possible. <laughs> mm, unfortunate, man. Maybe they'll learn something from it. Maybe take a take a couple of cues from Jackass and uh, and get on it. To uh to the handful of people that are watching the live stream right now, if you guys have any thoughts or comments on the matter, throw them into the Q and A so we can kind of you know let you know in, incorporate what you guys think as well. You know, this uh, and one of the benefits of doing this show, doing it live, is that uh, we can interact with you guys like on the fly as the show goes. So feel free to yeah, participate. Yeah. Please, please, thank you. Yeah, normally, normally this is the portion where we go. Wait, what the fuck happens now? Where do we go from here? And you know, then we edit that out because you know you guys don't want to hear that. So uh, we're trying to keep this train moving. This uh, <clears throat> dare I say, dick train moving. Um, because I don't know that the dick train has made much of an appearance in 2016 as yet. So it's it's just time. It's just time. I had to find a way to squeeze it in somewhere. Nah. You, oh, you had, yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. Not touching that one. Nope. Oh, I hope you don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on, uh, we're going to go ahead and head on to number two for the week. Sony is shutting down PlayStation MVP program. Um, as of uh, this coming Monday, so tomorrow as the time of a uh, live show airing, Monday, April 18th, PlayStation will no longer actively support the MVP program. Um, they wanted to say, we thank you for your participation in the program and your enthusiasm in making PlayStation the best place to play. Though the MVP program is going away, Sony said it remains committed to finding new ways to, quote, empower the vibrant PlayStation community across our on-console and digital ecosystem. That is the most bean counter line I've ever heard in my life. It's so hammy. Um, it was also explained that the shutdown does not affect the MVP program support services. What exactly was the PlayStation MVP program, you might ask? Um, the official description for the program reads like this. As a member of the PlayStation MVP program, you'll, uh, you'll help host exclusive game events and tournaments, create content such as walkthroughs, and help articles for fellow PlayStation gamers on PlayStation forums, share your expert opinions on PlayStation products, through exclusive panels and discussion sessions with the PlayStation community, nobody cares, obviously. And that is probably why it is not around anymore. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to, you know, add anything new or change anything. Like, you remember when Nintendo shut down their uh, their rewards program, they announced they're going to do something different in its place. Um, that, that should be it. I mean, the only other thing that was confirmed in this article, um, which was originally published by GameSpot, is that uh, they did confirm that it is going to be ending on April 18th. Nothing else followed that. So uh, it sounds to me like maybe nothing lost there, guys. What do you think? Uh, go. Have you, have you even heard of this at all? No, I uh, I may have tuned out a second. Prepared <laughs> <laughs> so little, see, that's why it failed because it couldn't even keep his attention while we were talking yeah. about it live. It, uh, <laughs> you know, it it seems like it's um that this was just like a niche thing to just like ha- have a place for you know their 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 product ambassadors basically to uh to kind of. To, to recognize their ambassadors on their forums and allow them to create, you know, walkthroughs and help articles, which mm-hmm. all, which are just for their website. I mean, like, it's... I mean, okay, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, apparently, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm always going to applaud companies trying to, to offer something to the, the people that support their hardware and, and do something. But it sounds to me like if you're... 
if you're having to write up um, walkthroughs and FAQs, which I know people that do that, it's time consuming and it's it's that's almost a full time job in itself. You know, if you go to GameFAQs and you check out like some of the the really ornate uh, work that people do building their walkthroughs, you, you can see why there's so few people who do it. it. Sounds like they were maybe asking people to do a little too much work um, for what it was. You know, I don't know. Nothing lost there, though, I don't think, guys. Uh, no. No. Moving on to number one this week. It's kind of a two-part thing, this discussion, but uh, number one, live-action Pokemon movie rights in bidding war. The Pokemon Company are holding a now-not-so-top-secret auction relating to the film rights for the franchise, which are said to be nearing completion. The Hollywood Porter originally shares that it has become a three-way race with Thomas Tull's Legendary Entertainment, who are the ones that are currently... Um, you know, distributing the uh, the soon-to-be-released Warcraft movie in June. Uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and Sony, ironically, competing to secure the deal. Those negotiations have been in relation to a desire to release a big-budget, live-action Pokemon movie, and while Warner Brothers were the early favorite, a source has apparently indicated that Legendary have recently become the front-runner. However, there is some concern surrounding the fact that Legendary are owned by Chinese conglomerate Wanda Group, as there has been increasing political tension and cultural pressure between China and Japan over the past few years. Legendary has been involved with projects such as Godzilla, Jurassic World, uh, and game properties like Dead Rising, Watchtower, and as we mentioned before, uh, Warcraft, Legendary Entertainment, Warner Brothers Interactive, and Sony all declined to originally comment when they were approached by Nintendo Insider to discuss this any further. Um, how do you guys feel about a live-action, big-budget Pokemon? I'm going to let Goat field this question for <laughs> Live-action game or movie? No, it's a movie. Like, live-action, big-budget movie, uh, between, fighting between Warner Brothers, Legendary Entertainment, and Sony. Well, I'm going to sum it up like this. Uh, Dragon Ball did so well <laughs> that oh. I think we should just take that idea and shove it directly up whoever's ass it was. I, you know, I can't, you're making it hard for me to argue with you on that. Like, it's, it's animated. It's just leave the fuck alone. It, it doesn't need to in the real world. Like, you know, while, while we're doing it, while we make a live action Land Before Time, like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's, a, that's a reach. That's a pull. <laughs> Charlie, what do you think? Um, of the studios that are apparently in this bidding war, I, I definitely feel that um, uh, war, either Warner Brothers or Legendary are the right studios for the job. I mean, especially with Warner Brothers, uh, you know, like you no, know, it, it was it was what what no no no. Warner Brothers is entirely too damn busy making DCU. They have no time for this. <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair, like let's look at between the three studios, Warner Brothers easily has the better track record in terms right. of producing quality movies. Sony puts out a bunch of shit most of the time, and Legendary is spotty. It's hit or miss, hit or miss. But I mean, Warner Brothers was Harry Potter, right? They did, they did Harry Potter. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, th I think I think that's right. There is is uh, is a pretty good um, uh, pretty good resume for them to to take on this if anybody is going to. Yes, and, and most recently, Sony ruined Spider-Man with the Amazing Spider-Man. Even though Amazing, even though Spider-Man: Homecoming has been announced, and everybody's very excited about it, and everybody's saying good things about Spider-Man and Civil War, and so on. Then let's not forget this is the studio that fucking and Legendary puts out a bunch of like kind of dumpy CGI flicks, like action flicks, usually. Yeah. So I don't know. I would watch it. I would check it out. 
Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It just depends on how they, how they do it, and how they write it, and how they, how they translate, you know, the Pokemon formula and world and everything, into, uh, into a movie. It's like, you know, yeah. did you guys see the trailer for the, the, you know, the newest trailer for the Angry Birds movie? No, no, no. It, 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 uh, first of all, don't. Um, <laughs> it's not good, it, huh? Uh, it, uh, well, I mean, it's, I mean. I was wondering, like, how how are they going to incorporate the game into the movie? You know, it's like, obviously, you know, they're going to have, like, you know, these characters, you know, like the red bird, the yellow bird, and they have, like, you know, but it's, uh, you know, are they, is it basically just going to be, like, the loosest of spinoffs, or is it going to, like, relate to the game more? And, I mean, it's, it like, it, I, I'll summarize the trailer for you. It's literally, like... This like the the main character, the red bird, you know, establishes himself as having like a, like a temper and like an anger problem, and uh, then then the pigs show up from pig from Piggy Island and like end up stealing all of their eggs, and so, so the birds then decide that they're going to go get them back by literally building a giant slingshot and slingshotting themselves into Piggy Island, and then they discover that when they do this, they have various powers, like the other one can go really fast, or like the oh, the, the, the can is a boomerang. I mean, like it, they really incorporated the game into the movie, which I don't know if that's going to pan out to be a good idea or not. <laughs> Viewers, this is my dubious face. <laughs> that, I mean, they, they really dug into their core material, though. Their source material spot on. There's absolutely nothing worth watching. <laughs> yeah. True to the game. There's a whole lot of yeah. happening. So, so, so I, I, I ladies and gentlemen, wants this movie while pooping. Because yeah. you yeah. play the game while pooping, you might as well just put it on your, on your phone. Watch it 20 yeah. minutes at a time. Pretty I would much. also um, like to officially announce our first uh, dad joke of Gamerhead Radio 3.0 by insisting that what you're trying to say, Goat, is is that the bird is no longer the word. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. See, ladies and awful. gentlemen, yeah. that would have been edited. <laughs> yes, that would have been That's it? They can't edit my fucking garbage jokes out anymore. <laughs> Woo! That that may have made it as an Easter egg just because, but uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah. Maybe. No. John, that was awful. I I know I I know that I probably should apologize, but I'm not gonna. Thirty thirty lashings, sir. Thirty lashings. Thirty lashings. Um. So, but anyways, um, so it, 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 it'll come down to whether or not they decide to just make a Pokemon World movie, so it just exists with Pokemon, but it doesn't necessarily follow, like, you know, a, a boy being receiving his first Pokemon and going off and battling, getting his badges and going after the Elite Four or whatever it is and all that. Uh, or, if, or if they, you know, or if, you know, so if they follow the game for, format to make the movie, or if they just... Like here's 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 a story that happens in the world of Pokemon, you know. So it just kind of depends. What do what do you guys what which direction do you think would be better? What what would you rather see? Goat, for for example. Um, goat um, as, as frozen in, in a yeah. really fucking funny position. Um, he looks ridiculous. It's great. He's like, I can't uh, fortunately bring it up, but. Uh, Goat, I think your internet has decided to say no more. I think it tried to destroy him. Um, I'm really, really pleased that it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen really quick so that you guys can see Goat's really, really rad who farted face. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but down there in the bottom left. Oh, look at that! The magic of science. Anyways, though. Um, no, I, you know what? Here's the thing. 
I would go see it, and I'm not. I I I don't dislike Pokemon. I just I'm very kind of uh, indifferent to Pokemon, um, which I know is blasphemy for a lot of people who play games. I it's not that I don't like it. I don't have time to get into it this late in the game, and I was kind of at an age where I I missed the original uh, run of it when it was popular. Like I watched a little bit of it when it was on, um, but I was at college age when it hit the airwaves, so I I wasn't I just wasn't paying that close of attention. Um, I would still go check it out and see, um, out of curiosity to see what they did with it, uh, because I mean it's got to make it's got to make a shitload of money, right? Like it's got to make a boatload of cash, right? Uh, well, it depends on reviews. I mean, like yeah. they were expect. I mean, like how are like just this? This is a bad comparison, but I mean, like I know that there have been a lot of critical reviews of Batman vs Superman, for example. How has that actually been doing in translated into box office sales? Or is, um, it, is it good? Like, is no, it, it's you know? obscenely great box office sales. Like yeah, it's, okay. it's worldwide. I think they just announced today it broke. It's broken almost eight hundred million dollars worldwide. Okay, so, so, it, so it's a success. Okay, <laughs> it is <a laughs> financially speaking. Anyways, yeah, uh, I still yeah. have to see it, so I can't comment further. Um, uh, I just I I think there's it's got to be kind of lighthearted and I think they've got to put some humor into it. Like I think if you bring if you're going to do a live action version of this, you got to bring somebody who can translate a world like that into um, the real world, like like Edgar Wright, because look what he did with Scott Pilgrim. He took a lot of really absurd things that should not have worked in a in a real life space and he made them fit. So I feel like he could do something like that with this because let's be honest, characters like characters like Team Rocket and Meowth, like, how the fuck do you film that? Seriously, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, and you probably shouldn't. It yeah. should be light, it should be humorous, unless I'm wrong. Gamerhead viewers, if you have any opinions on this, or the, the movie, or, you know, our opinions on the idea of a movie, you know, feel free to opine and let us know. But um, I, I did mention that there is a, uh, a part two to uh, this story. It's not so much of a part two as it is an addendum because there were two Pokemon stories this week, one more ridiculous than the other. Um, there is now a Pokemon lingerie collection. Uh, and, and part of the reason that I included this story is because it had the worst fucking pun, almost as bad as my bird is not the word joke. Oh God. The headline for the article made me laugh aloud. I'm embarrassed by it. It says there's now a Pokemon lingerie collection, so everyone can get a Pikachu. Ah, ah. ah. that's terrible. And you know what? Um, this was written by Allegra Frank uh, from Polygon. Your dad jokes are as terrible as mine are. They're fantastic. <laughs> Keep them coming. I don't care what anybody says. Dad jokes are the shit. Um, this article says Pokemon trainers should start counting down to April 20th when Japanese brand Yummy Mart will release a special line of lingerie inspired by the series. Pieces included in the collection are suited to all sorts of tastes and occasions. It helps if you have a fondness for Pikachu, whose face adorns many of the items Yummy Mart will have on sale. Um, I'm going to share my screen so that you guys can see this stuff uh, because it is absurd. Like I don't, I don't even, I don't even know how to, how to explain this. I had it ready to go too, just because. Yeah, this needs to be seen. So, yeah, check this out. Mm-hmm. Look at that. What in the shit? Oh, I clicked on an ad. Boo. Nobody cares about Hulu Plus. Uh, look at this. Isn't this ridiculous? Look at how pissed off, look at how pissed off the, the little nightmare mask. Looks yeah, so angry. You came back just in time to see Pikachu underwear, man. Oh, I own those. Um, Check this out. This is the like almost so serious. It's comical ad that Yummy Mart's using to to push this collection of of lingerie. Um, 
just weird, man. <laughs> and it's just so impractical. Yeah. Because that's what's important yes. here. Yes, because that's what they were going for. They were like, hey, <laughs> yes, you know, this I... is for the working woman who's going to go into work and do things. No, it's not. No. No, no, not at all. This is for, like, spanker vision for people who probably don't spanker have girlfriends. Vision. Spanker vision. You need to put a trademark on this. Spanker vision. <laughs> but it's, it's for people who probably don't even have a girlfriend to buy said lingerie for. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Maybe sometimes you just want to look, you know, fancy in Pikachu gear. Yeah. What are you going to? A formal event in that outfit? I do notice that they say that they do go on sale at 10 a.m. local time on Wednesday, only in Japan. So oh, um, yes. it will, uh, it will, uh, it will, I'm, I'm interested to see if they... I can understand that. I'm, I, there are actually critics online that are saying that given that this is something tied to what most people consider to be uh, in Japan... You know, one of those characters that would be like the Japanese equivalent of a Disney character set of characters, a lot of people don't like that they're putting out, you know, at least in the States. I don't think they're so much bothered by it in Japan. Uh, sensitivities are a little bit different there on a social level, it seems. But uh, yeah. here uh, there are there are some detractors that think that this is bad because they're aiming, you know, sort of nudity, semi-nudity at, uh, at minors. Do you guys see any merit in that in that perspective or do you think people are just being silly? Here? Yeah. Yeah, it's just dumb Americans being oversensitive. <laughs> How goatly of you. As <laughs> expected. 90% um, of the planet doesn't care, except this 10% in this little island here. And Let's be realistic, though. I mean, to play devil's advocate to the concept, are not most of the people who grew up watching this show in its prime now in their early to mid-20s? Hey, Drew Barrymore just threw a party for Pokemon. That tells you something. <laughs> I don't remember when we talked about that. I'm pretty sure someone paid her to do that, but that's okay. Hey, well now she can get free lingerie with her next party. That's true. That's true. She can have a she can have a a, a sleepover, a yeah. Pokemon sleepover. Um, yeah, but that was uh, that was the roundup of our incredibly uh, strange news this week. Really, you ended on lingerie, you perv. <laughs> what else was I supposed to end on? That's where the story stopped. He started off by with with a death. I mean, number five yeah. is about somebody passing away. I mean, like yes. you pretty much needed to end on the exact polar opposite. So look, the original plan was to end on the death, but I just you know we always like a lot of times I'll end on such a dour note in the news, yeah. and everybody's just like, I'll be right back. I need to cry and grab a beverage of some <laughs> particular strength to drink my feelings away. I opted not to do that this week. Considering right. we're recording live and. No. Dart on death and end on her face. Yeah, well, nope, see, now we're moving on. It's, it's time. <laughs> if any, any, any of you tuning in right now and watching, since this is our first live show, feel free to provide us with feedback on anything, because what we're doing right now is we're essentially taking our traditional format and stretching it out into a live space. And, uh, you know, we'll be working out kinks and trying new things out and figuring things out as we go, you know, um, because a, a recorded format may not always fit well into a live setting, but we're going to figure that out as we go. So if you guys have any feedback, feel free to give it. We're all ears. We love good constructive criticism. Um, and for whoever, whoever gave our, our live stream uh, the singular thumbs down, um, Tell us what you didn't like. We'll fix it for you. I, I think they yeah. did in the questions yeah. there. 
Mm. The, oh, I didn't see this yet. Is it a yes. comment on YouTube there? Or? Q&A. Now we're going to... Oh, I don't have anything in the Q&A. Neither do I. Weird. Do you? Yeah. Really? What does it say? It says, uh, moving from a podcast to a stream, have you guys considered Twitch? On Twitch, people could comment live on the stream if anybody actually watches you guys, which, hey, you know, first run here. Uh, Making it more of a conversation rather than just watching three dudes reading gaming articles off websites. I agree. Well, that's what we're doing here. You can do that here, too, so I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, the whole watching mm. dudes reading the gaming article. No, I think I understand <laughs> what, the, what the criticism is because there seems to be – so to clarify on this, there seems to be a, a division in people that listen to this show that don't particularly care for the idea that we are aggregating news from other sources. So considering we've never really addressed this on the, the recorded version of the show, I'll go ahead and address it right now since I am technically the de facto news editor for Gamerhead Radio. The reason that we are aggregating news from other websites is largely because um, I, I'm speaking presumably uh, from a position of that I don't know who made this comment and I don't know... Um, because there are a couple of people who have had this this complaint. Um, I don't know if you work in gaming. I don't know if you've ever worked around gaming um, or the, the fringe of news in gaming. Typically, um, when Gamerhead Radio does create any sort of news itself, which we do do occasionally, it's usually in the form of a feature for you guys, like interviewing David Bishop from Level 247 and uh, uh, Namco, you know. Um, or, or we were at Tokens and Tankards a couple weeks ago and brought you an original, an original uh, interview with, uh, with their owner and, and uh, head chef. We'll do things like that to create news uh, that comes directly from our outlet for you guys because we really, really want you guys to, to have new things. But finding and creating news of your own in the gaming world is incredibly difficult. I can't express how hard it is to get out there it's not about pounding the pavement. It's about um, we don't live in what most people would consider to be um, a, a the hub of video gaming. We live in an arcade, like beercade, barcade, gastrocade, arcade revolution city right now. And this city has a, a ton of, uh, to be clear for those that may not know Chicagoland, um, we live in a city that has a rich history for gaming, but largely it is very, very difficult to to operate around gaming news in Chicagoland. Um, most of a lot of development for gaming happens in other parts of the country and world. So it makes it, us, it, makes it difficult for us to put our finger directly on the pulse of, of news hands-on. Um, and it's, it's just really difficult to get out there and make your own. So largely what we're doing is just picking news stories that we think would be entertaining uh, or informative about topics that not everybody is talking about. I try to select stories for everybody that are... Um, that are sometimes entertaining, typically for the live shows. I'll try to pick things that are a little sillier just to get a chuckle out of people. But um, I try to pick news articles that sometimes are the, the thing that everybody's talking about that week because that's just what everybody's talking about. Uh, and sometimes I'll try to select news articles for you guys that are um, are just to make sure you, you caught something that um, was maybe kind of important in gaming that might have slipped through the cracks with all the, the other things happening going on during the week. But any opportunity that we have to uh, to produce more original gaming news and or content for you guys will always be our preference. It's not as easy as it seems like it would be. I'll say that. Um, I do think that Mr. Fake Guy, I did, I did find this question, um, that, uh, that, that uh, 
Um, it's uh, J John. Everything you just said is is completely true and accurate. Um, but I think he he was more referring to just simply using Twitch as opposed to YouTube for the platform. Um, sure. The, the the reason for that, um, from from a technical side that I can speak to, is um, we we've done these shows on Twitch before, and the uh, we we have gotten um, the uh, the interaction and everything, the conversation that we have there is pretty much about the same as what we're seeing today on YouTube. Um, and with the Hangouts on our application. Um, there uh, and with uh, with the way it just it makes it so easy for us to do this, um, you know, with weird technical issues aside, with their lower thirds and things not working. Um, this was just the easiest way for us to get started. Um, you know, it's uh, we've used Twitch in the past, um, but um, I currently don't. I'm not aware of an easy way to do like a conference call video like into Twitch in this way. Um, I can certainly look into that, but uh, but uh, the, the benefits of doing it over Hangouts on Air and YouTube outweighed whatever benefits there were for doing it in Twitch, just because of the uh, avoiding the added difficulty and just getting it set up and getting it running um, is uh, is pretty much a technical reason as to why we're doing it here as opposed to mm -hmm. Twitch. Um, and I mean, we will largely use Twitch whenever we're gaming together, which is part of the reason we decided to we talked about it last week to pull this into a live stream setting for you guys is because it will. So much time was devoted to recording the show on a weekly basis that it left us with no time to play games together. Yeah. Uh, because all of our all of our free time during the week was spent uh, getting the show in order for you, and then what little time Charlie had left was spent editing it for you on Monday to get it to you on Tuesday. Um, so the idea was maybe we've talked about it. Come do the live stream with you guys. Talk about what game we're going to play this week, and then get off of here and get on Twitch and go play games with you guys, man. Because we want to we want to engage you guys, and, and not just that. I just want to have a good time with you guys, playing games and having having fun too. So, um, rest assured that this is this isn't this is going to be an evolutionary thing. You know, we brought it to a live streaming situation and setting because we. We're, we're willing to be flexible to entertain you guys. If you guys don't love the idea of us reading aggregated news for you on a weekly basis, then tell us what you do want. We'll, we'll make the adjustments for you because we're here to entertain you. And as much as we enjoy each other's company and we have a good laugh and we're, we're good friends, um, you know, we're here to make sure that you guys are entertained. You know, so uh, just tell us what you want, and we'll, you know, we'll either we'll either implement it or we'll tell you to go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> well, yeah, that and remember, people, this is day one of. Uh, 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 an idea that we were like, this is all mm -hmm. uh, we could just uh, get us uh, the hurl. Let's see what it is. So, I mean, it's going to be a little, little rocky road for the couple of episodes that uh, we we hammer out the what works in the studio and what doesn't work in a live stream and vice versa. Yep. Um, be before we move on, real quick, I ju we just got an email from Songbird, and um, Songbird requested uh, Songbird requested Mrs. Technotronicorn's opinion on the new Pokemon lingerie collection. So she so she is off camera, but uh, but Michelle is here. I'm going to rotate my mic so we can pick up her audio a little bit better. And um, uh, Michelle is looking at my screen right now. Um, well, that makes sense. A fashionista should probably weigh in on this. Is it yeah. crass <laughs> or is it tasteful or is it unnecessary? What do you think, Shell? Or is it already, already uh, I have headphones on, so she can't hear you. But uh, um, but uh, well, here I'll just I, I, I'll pass these over real quick. Here. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Do you think? Do you think that that this is um, crass and tasteless or unnecessary, or do you think that the generation that grew up watching Pokemon, the original version of Pokemon? Do you think they're old enough to appreciate this? Do you feel like this is unnecessary? I, I guess it depends. 
on who it's marketed to. Like, if it's for girls who like Pokemon and, like, they want to wear it because they like Pokemon, then I think it's okay. But if the idea is, like, you have to, you know, I don't know. I mean, to be clear, this is only available in Japan. They're not what's releasing What's the difference the between this and the Beanie Baby dress that Lady Gaga wore to the Grammys that one year? Do you know what I mean? Like, Seems fair. That's reasonable. I don't know. What, like, can I read it? What does it say? Uh, so it reads, um, well, not too much, really. Oh, it's pajamas? Oh. Well, so, so these things are pajamas. Oh, yeah, that's cute. That's really cute. <laughs> it, it's not just lingerie. There just happens to be lingerie in the mix. So some of it's just, like, 90s and, yeah, yeah. So Charlie yeah, Sheen is screening if you guys to check out. The one that has, like, the Pokemons that are, like, glued together as a bra, is that, like, for sale or is that just the ad? No, it's going to be for sale. Yeah, that's like, for sale. This particular outfit you can buy, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like a swimsuit more than it looks like lingerie. I mean, like, if my boyfriend was really into Pokemon, like, I would wear it. Like, who cares? Charlie, Michelle just said she had a boyfriend. <laughs> what did they say? I can't hear them. They said, I, that I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if like if I was dating somebody who really liked Pokemon, like, this might be the way to seal the deal. So good for them, I guess. I mean, what's the difference between that and, like... Oh, no. Guys, look down here in the corner. It does say, not for sale. So this might just be, like, a weird oh. Okay. So now I have a problem with it. Because if the what they're selling is full-size pajamas, but the ad is naked girls in Pokemon bikinis because we have to show women's skin to be able to sell anything, now it's a sexist issue. Let it be known, Pokemon Company, you, you've earned <laughs> Michelle's ire. Yeah, that's not okay. If you're trying to get people to buy, like, a Pokemon bathrobe and you're using naked women, like, wrapped with Pokemons on their vaginas to do it, then I have an issue with you. (laughs) Oh, well, hey, they fucked up. See, they had it, and then they lost it. Yeah, they had it, and then they totally lost it. I was going to be on board with the Pokemon undies, but they've ruined it for me now. That's all it takes. One slip-up, ladies and gents. That's all it takes. It was lovely talking to you, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. You owe me ice cream. That's fair. Ridiculous. Well, there there you have it. Yeah. Um so to to tie back into the conversation we were having just before Michelle uh, graced us with her lovely presence. Um fake guy who uh, originally asked this question, if you have any particular suggestions for the show or any thoughts on what you would rather us do than have three dudes reading gaming, article, gaming articles off of uh, aggregated websites? Let us know, man. Hit us up. Drop us a line. doesn't even have to be live on the show here. We're looking for feedback because this is our first episode doing it live. Well, technically our second. We did kind of like a, a rough beta test of this some months ago right at the end of 2015. But, uh, you know, we're, we're open to suggestions from everybody who was interested in seeing what they see, you know. Yeah, and part of it too is that I mean, yes, we do read the stories just to just so that you know 
so everybody knows what we're talking about. But then it's, it's I, I think it's more our discussion and our analysis of the stories, hopefully that interests people more than just like it's a it's you know we're we're just trying not you know we don't want to just be an audible feed reader like you know yeah it, that, it's, that's it's our analysis and our discussions that I that I hope are the the product and not just listening to John's sultry tones while he reads that's the stories. Sultry tones. I sound like a five year old. Um, no, the thing is, is that. So if you guys, we talked about this. You guys, I don't think you guys are privy to how much we discuss the show between the recordings every week. Like we'll talk about the ebb and flow of things. If you guys look at like summer 2015, we realized that the show was running an average of two and a half hours, like two, two and a half hours. It was getting long, man. And a lot of that is because we would extrapolate so much on the weekly news stories that it became cumbersome, or we felt that it became cumbersome, and didn't want to burden you guys with too much, um, too much excess. And so, you know, we part of the idea behind picking what we pick is is that we want to open up a roundtable discussion for each news story. But I'm going to say this too, as as the person who picks the news stories every week and and really has to call through them. Sometimes I will have. 20 news stories to pick from, and I'll only send five of them in, uh, you know, to, to kind of – I'll narrow them down. And sometimes I'll have exactly five. Sometimes I'll have three, and I have to, like, really, really look for another couple of stories because it was just a really fucking slow week in news, um, so it makes it hard to pick. But, like, I was just trying to find something entertaining for you guys. So let us know what you we think. We have always we talked about this on the off the air uh, a lot too. We've always considered ourselves, um, you know, Charlie specifically feels very passionate about this. We've always considered ourselves a gaming uh, video game news podcast first, um, and we've all had varying opinions about what we what we are, how we feel about what we present ourselves to be. But Charlie's always felt that we're a, a news podcast first. That's right, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, the main reason I did that is because. You know, um, you know, pe- people can choose to get their news from like a hundred different places. You know, like there, there's, there's absolutely no shortage of places for people to get their their news from, and um, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's more of a matter of like I say, it, it's a news a news podcast like like I look at like. 2020 being like a news show it's like yes they cover like current events and things but it's the discussion on the news that that i think is most important um at least at least that's my viewpoint it's it's you know i I feel i I feel like we're all we're all interesting people and that we're all uh you know worth um you know that uh you know we each have our own individual disagrees he doesn't think we're interesting at all he thinks we're all a bunch of flaming buttheads well mostly me yeah, well, yeah. well, <laughs> well I can on confirm you, but that is an absolute yeah. truth. This is a twenty. It's irrevocably true. We, we've we've made this show the twenty twenty where you can hear fuck that guy, he's dumb. Yeah. As a news. Well, story. I mean, here's the thing that I don't think you guys realize is that if you if you look at the history of the show, even prior to my my arrival to the show, um, it, you guys that listen and watch listen to and watch the show every week have been very consistent. You guys have been very supportive of this show very early on, and it's a very grassroots show. So the thing is is that it, it we are not beholden to anybody, you know, to sponsors, to game studios, to any companies. Like, this is, this is a very honest show and a very honest podcast. And if I feel the three of us collectively, if we have our way, we'll never be beholden to anybody in that way because that's not what we believe. You know, um, I, we had somebody during our listener census uh, and survey complain that we don't vary the sources that we draw our news from enough. 
part of the reason that I select the news sources that I do most of the time is because a lot of the bigger the the bigger uh, e-zines or or webzines or whatever you want to call them these days outlets, um, a lot of them are kind of have a little bit of a reputation for being bought. You know, there are certain there are certain um, outlets that I will still feature if they publish a good article. But I'm, I always check to see who it is that published that article, wrote and published that article before I read it on the air, because there are certain editors that work for certain, uh, you know, gaming news out journalism outlets that I won't read their articles on the air because I don't think that they're honest journalists, um, you know. And and I could, I guess, I could go into specifics about which companies that I don't prefer these days, but it's kind of obvious if you look at the history of our news stories, um, you know. So I, I won't go into it, but. You know, we try to be honest. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I have a tendency to be very verbose, uh, but that's what I'm trying to say. I just try to be, we try to be very honest, and the three of us are very honest guys. So, so in the vein of entertaining people, can we start doing that anytime soon? <laughs> what, you mean we haven't been doing it for the last hour and a half? We have until we went on this whole rant about news and why and no, I mean I think it's important for this first episode though for for people yeah. to understand kind of what they didn't see behind the scenes and also to kind of see what it is we're trying to bring to them. You know, I mean, if the purpose is to entertain you guys, tell us what you want. You know, we'll see if we can adapt that into your needs. Yeah, we're we're taking orders. We're definitely yeah. taking orders because yeah. we have no fucking clue what we're doing. Um, I'll have. Two hot dogs, <laughs> wrong kind of order, John. and mustards. John, I wrong order. Know. Wrong uh, order, John. Oh, oh. Yeah. I can't show you my hot dog on this. It's, it's kid-friendly. I could hear the sound of at least four people unsubscribing because I said I wanted to catch up on my hot dog. I don't care. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to go problem. and pay taxes. I'll put whatever one on my hot dog. You know, one of, my from Utah. one of my favorite moments from uh, from from Winnie City was, uh, was just to go off on a quick tangent about ketchup on hot dogs, is that, you know, it's like, you know, the, uh, on, the, on the Friday voice actor panel, which I got to moderate, which is probably about the most, most exciting thing I've ever done, um... Is uh, I I asked the crowd um, what um, you know you know we, we you know a Andrea Libman was asking about um, you know like what what kind of pizza people thought was the best and where people could get the best hot dogs and everything. So I asked the audience, it's like, what do you guys think about ketchup on hot dogs? And I I want to say that at least three quarters of the three hundred odd audience in there in that room um, put their hand up in the air and said that they that they have either like or have no problem with ketchup on hot dogs in Chicago. So. <laughs> John, you are justified, sir. Good. All right. Anyways, for the rest of you who disagree, um, you can send any of your hate mail to uh, hate mail at gamerheadradio.com. <laughs> or, or John is a fat turd at gamerheadradio.com, and uh, and I will address it as it comes in, and it will probably send you a picture of horse sticks in response. Covered in ketchup. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you well, took it there. Well I'm, done. Well done. I'm very proud of you. Makes me happy. So um so so yeah um feedback please. I mean I, I know we basically said the last the same thing last week about what you guys thought about the idea and um what uh you know idea suggestions you guys had for moving forward. But now that you've actually seen one of these things in progress or or after the fact, um please let us know um you how know, bad the train wreck was. Well, it, uh, no, there's no train wreck. Dick trains on the rails, and it is speeding toward your face, <laughs> like this, like this. Wait, hang on. Wait, hang on. The beauty uh, of video now is we can show people things. That's true. Within like, uh, reason. Like goat. I, I just, goat. I just want th th mm. this is you right now. 
Chugga, 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 There's a cat hair on that. Oh, come on, man. Shave your dick. So, no, get it in my face, man. It's too close. Charlie, your wheels are all hairy, and you... God damn, manscaped that thing. <laughs> There's one hair on it. What is there to manscape? <laughs> that one hair. That's stuck uh, in the glue. <laughs> oh, is that glue? Yeah, well, no, I don't like it. Um, so. <laughs> Did you get a little man goo on your wheels? Uh, nope, moving on. Um, <laughs> Songbird, thank you for sending us uh, an email on our, our first live show, and thank you for trying to whip Mrs. Technotronicorn into a rage-filled fury. Um, but but give us some feedback, some private feedback. Send us a message and let us know what you think of this new format since you've been such a longtime supporter. And honestly, like the silent fourth member of Gamerhead Radio, you're you're yeah. contributing every week and, and giving us all these great uh, things that, that no I'm doubt entertain sure, everybody. I'm pretty sure Somberg has do, has done more shows than the three of us combined. Um, but I, I think curious to see your math on that, but uh, I guess well, it was question, your question. I, I know she's been a part of more shows than I have, for yeah. sure. That's well, a yeah, question. Yeah, probably me too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so I guess uh, we'll go ahead and we'll take this opportunity to move on to uh, a couple other little mailbag entries. Um. So, uh, go if you want to check our Twitter and um. John, I don't know if uh, if uh, if you have anything you could look at, but um, we do yeah, have yeah. Uh, another email, uh, also from Songbird. Um, uh, Songbird, hey. <laughs> see, this is what we're talking about here. Um, so first of all, Songbird uh, wants to just express her uh, her uh, sympathies for you, John. Apparently, her AC went out as well. Um, it's, it's awful. It's awful. It's like being squeezed between Satan's butt cheeks. That's um, I, I I I'm not sure how you would know what that's like, but um, it sounds accurate. And then um, Songbird just wants to know if any of us any of us have used the 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 Mitomo app, you know, Nintendo's first mobile app. Yes. And yes, I, I have used it. Um, I wouldn't say extensively, but I've used it enough to get a grasp on what it is. I know there are a lot of people out there that are saying, "Oh, it's Nintendo just trying to gather data on people silently." Maybe, possibly. I don't. I mean, I don't think Nintendo is going to do anything nefarious with it if that's what they're doing. Um, but I can tell you this. While I think that it is um, definitely uh, aesthetically entertaining in that very Nintendo sort of way, and it is very sweet, it is not going to hold my attention for long enough. There's not enough variety in it to keep me there. I do like some of the little mini games associated when you're trying to win, like, costume pieces and stuff, but the problem for me is is I don't give a shit about the costume pieces enough to want to keep doing it. They're not interesting enough to me, although it was pretty fun to have, like, a donut hat. Um... Yeah, I don't know why the donut. Has so stuff it's Team Fortress. Not, it's not. No, <laughs> well, you said all. Charlie. So God damn it, it's not Team Fortress. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I'm gonna tinker with it some more. I'm sure I'll play it casually, but it's not. I don't, I don't foresee it keeping my interest for a long period of time. Having said that, I do think that this Mitomo is just Nintendo testing the waters. I think. Is it a well put together app? Like, is it? Yes, yes, it is. For this, what this, it is, yes. Despite the quality of what the app is, is the app well done at least? Yes, I believe that it is well done. I just don't think that there's any, 
there's no longevity to it. There's no yeah. reason to stay. It's just kind of a casual social app. That's all it is. You know, um, I kind of I kind of feel like it was smart at Nintendo's part to like, you know, they they've never made a mobile app like this before. And so if they're going to put out something, it's they they might as well make their first app something where if it crashes and burns, it's uh, I mean, it wasn't the new Legend of Zelda or Pokémon or Mario or something like that. It's um, you know, it's something where it's um, you know, it's, it's something where they were able to, you know, get a sense and get a feel and test the waters for just developing on mobile platforms in general. But it was something where that if it went horribly, horribly wrong, it wouldn't tarnish one of their real main existing brands. Actually, I mean, looking at it from that direction, I think it was a really smart thing to do. That that's why I say I feel like they're testing the waters. I don't. I yeah. think that it was easier for them to take me's and and throw them out there because they're familiar enough that people will know what they are, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it won't tarnish any of their, their first-party brands. So it's pretty smart. It's very smart. Safe, but smart. What do you think, Goat? Oh, he's frozen again. Oh, no. <laughs> but this time in, in his frozenness, he looks very concerned. I'm, I'm worried about Goat's worriedness. He does look deep in thought. Yes, he does. But uh, but yeah, uh, uh, no, Sombert, I have not tried it out just because I haven't been presented with a case or a reason to. Um, Charlie, uh, pooping is a reason. Um, but that's that's when I catch up on my social media for all my various things that I manage social media for. So <laughs> I already have I have a productive pooping activity. So I the fact that pooping is productive. What? What? They'll allow it. All right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so so a little Easter egg for anybody that's uh, that that that's watching this. If if you've ever if you've interacted with um with any of the pony cons that I manage social media for, and you've gotten responses, um, there is probably about a twenty five percent chance that that response occurred um while I was in the commode. So there is that. Disturbing. <laughs> Welcome back. What the hell did you miss? Yes, perfect time to come back. He came back on the poo. <laughs> so wait, you were shitting ponies and responding? Um, sure, we'll just go with that. Um, okay. Goat, have you tried the Mitomo app? Fuck no. <laughs> okay. Why not? Because like it's it's a fad. It's a they, no. Gotcha. <laughs> That's all you do. The the goat was out the second they said they were gonna make it anything remotely even close to something social. Because you know people. <laughs> well, not even that. It's just like I don't I don't know. It just it's not a game. It's not. It, it it's it's seemingly pointless to me. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna if I was gonna do something I'm waiting for Pokemon Go. That'll be like my Nintendo app for my phone that I'll jump sure. into. But this thing was just like it's it, it, great. I get Meverse on my fucking phone. Aaron. Right. Yeah. The um go with the comment that sort of John and my opinion on the matter. Tell us if you agree. Is that um. Um, that uh, that we, we think that if you know Nintendo probably figured that um, seeing as how this is the first mobile app that they were going to do that it made a sort of sense uh, strategically to have that app be something benign like like what you know me, what Mitomo has turned out to be as opposed to like you know a Zelda app or a Mario app or something where if it had crashed and burned it would have been a lot more newsworthy than just some random me app like, oh, yeah. like yeah, makes sense yeah. to you, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they learn from the Wii U, so they're not going to do anything big and exciting anymore first. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, I mean, and they got the NX, they're working on stuff like that. So, I mean, it is, yeah, I see. Put your toe in the water, you know, and, you know, it's probably not for many people. It's probably huge in Japan. It just seems like a thing that doesn't translate over to Western culture real well. Yeah, that's. I would say that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, um, as those are the only real mailbag and um, uh, responses and comments that we have received, I guess that uh, um, I guess that, that I guess concludes the main content of our show. Um, go to We've got twelve anything? minutes. Yeah. Twelve minutes. Does, but really quick, because he just came bursting through the door like the Kool Aid Man. I always talk about him on the show. This is my son, man. For oh, there he is. He's uh, yeah. For anybody who's watching the show streaming, this is my son, Luca. Luca, look over there. You say hi. Say hi. Blow kisses. Blow kisses. This is clearly what you guys uh, tuned in to watch and see, but I talk about my crazy little son often enough. He's totally looking at you like this is what you do for a living, Dad? Yeah, DDD. He's talking about me. Uh He's he's (laughs) on the screen up here, so he's he's pointing to DDD. I am DDD. Has has he ever been in an experience where um he's been able to see himself on screen live before? Has yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. See, he's got things to say. Say, oh look, there he is. There's Luca. For everybody who's going to be listening to the audio version of this show on Tuesday, I'm so sorry because you're going to be like, I, this is like, there's like 20 minutes of show here, and the rest of it is just these two, <laughs> these three being ridiculous, and then my son's little face here. So, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. There, there's my son. I know, son, but you got to go to bed because this is a uh, this is a sophisticated show full of adults doing adult things. So, good night and Godspeed to you, son. Good night, Luca. He can't hear me. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, um, little boys made about as much poop as we have on this show. I well, that's well, I, I can agree with that. That's reasonable. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay, so um, uh, goat, you said something earlier in in the gamerhead chat, which I'm not sure I'm allowed to say or not, but um, but you mentioned that you were in a particular practice situation that I did not expect you to say. Is that something that you can talk a little bit more about, or is that just like a one-off thing? Or Absolutely not. I cannot say anything, confirm, or deny any of what was put on, on in that chat. All right, got it's it. It's very surprising <laughs> to me. Yeah. Because um, I thought I misread it, but I read it right. Um, it was surprising to me as well. It'll come down the pipe if it comes to fruition, but it's in a very, very infantile state right now, so not for public consumption. Okay, noted. Um, teasers. Teasers. <laughs> um, so, so aside from that, Goat, do you have anything interesting coming up you'd like to share? No. Okay. <laughs> John, <do you laughs> well, let's just get straight down to brass tacks then, why don't we? John, do you have anything interesting coming up on your side of things? Um, <clears throat> VS for Villains is about to crack open a shitload of stuff coming up. Um... We're going to be performing at uh, Anime Minneapolis in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, coming up here. I think that's either the last week of this month or the first week. First week of May. Sadly, I will not be able to attend this particular event. We're gonna we're gonna try and get somebody to fill in for me. Possibly even uh, Ted Sophias, who uh, villains fans know as Nightshade. He'll probably be filling in. If he can't do it, then I will will work it out one way or the other. Um, so I'm participating in that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff coming up in in May. Some good stuff too. Um, on top of uh, on top of Anna Minneapolis, there is one thing that we're talking about that uh, we just did Mad Monster in Charlotte, North Carolina, a few weeks ago. That may be happening in Phoenix as well. That's still in negotiation, so that's not a, a hard thing. We'll see. Goat shaking his head. He doesn't think it's going to happen either, but we'll see. Um, and then uh, also. Uh, um, AnimeCon.org, who we've worked with a bunch of times and I've talked about on the show, we are actually doing um, their new uh, convention in Ohio. Some more information on that coming up. That's later in uh, May as well. Very excited about that. Always excited to get out there and play for uh, some new rooms. We haven't played in Ohio in a while. We used to play at a place called Colossal Con, and uh, things kind of fell through with them, so we, we haven't been in Ohio in a while, so we're looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, June is going to be... Well, we'll talk about June later. July, 
Um, and Anime Midwest is coming up. We're going to be doing that. And uh, th there's some other things coming out in the pipeline, not to mention we talked about it on uh, Facebook. We announced it. I haven't talked about it on the show. We have a physical drummer now. Um, we actually put in place a physical drummer, a gentleman by the name of Mike Prost, um, who has been a, a big big uh, contributor to the Chicago music scene, but has also played in some fairly decent-sized bands in his career as well, done some good things, really top-shelf drummer, good guy as well, um, and we'll be talking more about him, his uh, villain and character as it's developed, and also what shows he'll be participating in coming up, but that'll be down the pipeline. That's all I got. I'll stop talking now. Okay. And, and uh, that's why I Just the make room. Um, so on, on my all side of things... Yeah, yeah. Uh, on my side of things, um, surprise, lots of pony cons. Um, it's uh, so, uh, and this is also kind of related to a programming note. Uh, one of the benefits of um, of transitioning to doing this show via Hangouts like this is that well, it doesn't actually matter where the three of us are. That um, we can basically do the show as long as we have an internet connection and a com and a computer that we can basically do the show from anywhere. And, or even um, a phone. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, yeah, basically. Um, so uh, the um, uh, the the first two weeks in May um, are are going to be kind of interesting um, for, uh, for for our shows. Um, the uh, uh, I'm I am going on what we are calling the Great Canadian Beer and Pony Adventure, um, and that's because um, um, uh, Michelle and I we are going to be taking a road trip through. We are going to be driving from here in Chicagoland to Portland, which is about a thirty-hour drive, and um, over the course of two days and stopping at breweries on the way, and then. Um, uh, uh, on the, on the Monday, on the ninth, uh, Michelle's birthday present is going to be that we're going to be visiting a sloth sanctuary um, outside of Portland somewhere. I forget the city off the top of my head. Did not know such a thing even existed. I'm fascinated oh, yeah. by this. So, so she's she's super super excited for that. Um, and after that, we will be driving up to Vancouver um, to explore some breweries up there uh, with some friends of ours, and then um, heading down to then on the twelfth through the um, through the fifteenth um, for Everfree Northwest, where Michelle and I will be attending a Pony kind of out there in Seattle, and so the shows that we record that we would be recording and hopefully will be recording on May eighth and May fifteenth, um, I, I will be on the other side of the country for. And so, um, but as long as again, as long as I've we've got I've got the technology and the internet connection to do so, hopefully those shows are still going to happen in some fashion. Just yeah, you, you guys may see yeah. some weird shit coming up. You may yeah. see me in yeah. my and Flynn gear with like makeup smeared all over my face either yeah. before or after a show depending on what happens. Like right. you guys are going to see interesting things but that's part of it for you is, is that well, the podcast every week is safe and it's fun and it's reliable and you guys see it every week but we're looking to spice things up and bring you guys something a little bit different every week uh, and a little bit less predictable. So That'll be interesting because John will be in Chicago, Charlie will be in Seattle and I'll be in Minneapolis. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, the wonders of technology in the internet. Um, you just have to find better than hotel Wi-Fi goat because I can almost promise you you're going to need it. Um, cause... Oh, I have unlimited data. <laughs> oh, hey, that's right. There you go. Um, you will never, ever, ever have to worry about me being able to use my phone to do this show. <laughs> that's 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 true. Um, so so yeah, so um, that that's kind of the most exciting thing I've got currently coming up. Um, may or may not be also attending Midwest Brony Fest um, from May 27th through the 29th in Kansas City, uh, Missouri. Um, which uh, um, so the scheduling issue, ladies and gentlemen, is way out in the open. 
none of us are going to be in the same state for more than 20 minutes ever uh, again. Yeah, basically. So, um, which again, <laughs> further justification for doing for this new format. So, hooray. Um, so yeah, but then aside from that, um, um, like I say, if anybody, you know, if anybody experienced and heard me talk about and and you know heard any of the great stories that come out of Winnie City, um, the uh, you know applications have opened up to uh, to 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 come onto staff or just attend or register or whatever, uh, host a panel. Um, you know, uh, uh, be a vendor at anything like that for uh, Ponyville Cider Fest this October 28th through 30th in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, it's uh, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if you're interested, go. If you're not, then still go because it's it's a good time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's everything on my side of things. Um, Gentlemen, what do you think we should talk about next week? What what do what do you think we had any uh, good topics that came out of the show today that are that are that are that would make good mailbag questions for our folks for next week? Yeah, I, I want to ask I want to ask the people uh, watching right now, what kind of a movie do you think that the live Pokemon movie should be? Would you like it to be a humorous movie? Should it be an animated CGI feature? Um, they said live action in the article, so I mean, what kind of movie do you see coming out of that? Would you be bothered if they made it serious? Would you want it to stay humorous? And uh, what kind of an approach would you take to it if uh, if you guys were, you know, um, wanting to go see a live action Pokemon movie? Perfect. So that's our mailbag question to you for next week, and um, for our feature, we'll uh, we'll 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 powwow uh, after the show, and we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll announce what our feature is going to be coming up. But mm -hmm. that will be our mailbag question for you for for next week. But so with all that being said, thank you very much for tuning in to Gamerhead Radio version 3.0 beta, um, where you will always be able to wonder whether or not we're wearing pants. Um, and if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerheadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerheadRadio, at Twitter.com backslash uh, where I'm at. Uh, uh, I messed it up. Hooray! And this isn't going to get cut this out. This is normally <laughs> the part that gets said every week, because this spiel, as He's impressive not that good. as it sounds every week, He's not that good. It on the first go... Usually we have to edit it because it's a clusterfuck. We tried doing it when he was out of town, and our voices were all like squeaky and high, and we fucked it up really bad. So, um, and, and there's absolutely no reason for why I get tongue-tied on this on um, this kind of thing every week. There's absolutely not no excuse or reason whatsoever reason no, for no. me uh, for me I to not be able to, to speak. Yeah, amazingly, really. of mind and thought. Amazingly, at the end of the show, after how many tasty beers? I don't know why you would be. Uh, a little skitterbrain. No, 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 no reason at all. <laughs> um, so you can find us at google.com backslash plus Gamerhead Radio and at Twitter uh, at Gamerhead Radio where I am at T-E-K Charlie. Look, it says, whoops, look, it says a uh, finger right there, right there. That's and presumably um, next week it will say that I am at the Fallon Flynn. Yep, and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. Um, uh, you can call and leave us a message at 94926Gamer um, or um, or email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. Um, you can subscribe and download the uh, the official GamerHead Radio app on Google Play on Android devices, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, uh, uh, Twitch, or with your, po with your uh, podcast downloader of choice, and uh, also on SoundCloud now. Um, so, yeah, once there's again, a, thanks, everybody. An for, there's an addition? There's an addition now. Yeah, because you can also tune in next week live yeah. and ask us questions. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Um, so yes, please tune in next week. Our regular time, you can just expect, will be um, as close as seven. close to 7 p.m. Central as possible. We were we were all here and on time this week. We just uh, had some technical issues getting things up and running, but hopefully those, those issues have now been solved. And so going forward, 7 p.m. Central time. Um, at uh, the, the the easiest thing to do is just to subscribe to us on YouTube, and then or um, where you can just kind of bookmark. Um, 
um, uh, youtube.com backslash GamerHeadRadio because if we are broadcasting live when you go there, that video will be the first in the stream and I'll have a little marker on it. It'll say like, currently live. And so, but so yeah, but if you broadcast, uh, I'm sorry, if you subscribe to us also, I believe you get notified when we go live. But of course we'll turn post. on notifications. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and also keep the feedback coming. We want to know what you guys want to see with the show. Please, We're going to do it live like this every week. Yeah. Tear us apart. Whatever you don't like, I want to hear <laughs> That's one thing is you can rest assured that your hosts uh, all all know how to, to deal with some constructive criticism. We are ready and waiting to hear what you guys have to say. Let us yes. know. Absolutely. And so with all that being said, thank you very much for watching, for listening, for downloading, for playing after the fact. This has been Gamerhead Radio.